Welcome to the Latin Wealth Podcast, a podcast dedicated to educating the Latino community about entrepreneurship, investing, and business. Yo, what's going on, Latin Wealth family? Welcome to another episode to Wealth Wednesday, another podcast show that we're specifically talking about trending topics in the world. And we're having a conversation about like what's going on around us and how does it apply to us Latinos? How does it apply to our community, right? So on this episode today, stay tuned for the full episode because we're going to be talking about how the soccer superstar Messi, uh, his recent move to Miami, how it will affect their economy. And also Robinhood, a popular app where you can buy, sell, crypto and stocks um, is removing three huge coins off of their platform. Actually, I think it's four huge coins off of their platform. So stay tuned for the full episode. Um, as always, make sure you guys share this episode with somebody else that needs to hear this. And Jeremiah, what's going on, bro? How you doing today? I'm doing great, bro. Thank you for having me on, man. I'm excited about us getting into it. Some big news. Yes, sir. Some big news. Before we get into that big news, you know, Jeremiah and I were talking before we hit record and, you know, we're just talking about business. Um, he was talking a little bit about his um, his team and him as a leader and whatnot. And so, you know, I really want to have a conversation briefly before we go into those huge topics about, you know, leadership skills and developing um, a team. Right. So, Jeremiah, I'm curious from your perspective, you know, what are some recent uh, things that you've been learning as a leader to improve your your um, your team and, you know, make sure that you guys are putting out quality quality work. So thanks for asking, man. And we were talking about it. I think something that I tap back into is being or learning to be a good leader is understanding the five love languages. Right mm -hmm. now, that also kind of depicts or comes from situational leadership which says everyone can be coached the same, everyone can be mentored the same, right? Yeah. The five love languages say that there is a certain archetype or a certain like type of person, right? That everyone is in the world basically. And we have five different love languages. Um, if you've read the book, a lot of times they apply it obviously to <laughs> a husband and wife, right? Mm -hmm. Or a partnership, right? Um, and, but I wanted people and what I'm, been challenging people to do is use that book the five love languages use it read it and then start to understand the way that it's actually applied to being a leader inside of an organization right you have mm -hmm. to maintain relationships and you have to understand how to properly coach and bring out the best in other people mm -hmm. how do i do that the way that mm -hmm. i do that is understanding their love languages it has nothing to do with love isn't obviously right the way you're thinking yes it does mm -hmm. work in that way as well with your with your significant other but it also works in how do I create and nurture these relationships and get the best out of these people? You know, um, words of affirmation, right? Gifts, mm -hmm. uh, touch, right? Mm -hmm. You probably don't want to use that one in the work setting, but <laughs> right. it, you know, and, and it, there's other, there's, there's within right understandable measures, right? Uh, a pat right. on the back, a hug, like, hey, it's all right if I hug yeah. you. Hey, man, give him a hug or, you know, a dab, things like a that. Dab, so yeah. there's different yeah. ways to do it. But five love languages basically just breaks down to you or well, me as a leader, understanding mm -hmm. the way that my people need to be properly coached to get the best out of them and the way mm -hmm. that we're going to be able to reciprocate good energy between each other if I'm doing things in the right manner, right, that they understand and they receive. Absolutely. And how deep do you go into 
learning your team's communication style because I think um, obviously that's that's equally important. Um, but just learning how people like to be communicated with. I know from my experience, I've been on a couple different teams, and to me that was super important. Like I'm one of the guys that I love to talk about it. Let's let's get in the room. Let's talk it out. Um, even outside of work, like that's just who I am. I want to talk about it right right away. And some people aren't like that. They like to like take the moment to think about it. Uh, maybe you got to shoot them an email or something like that so they can have everything on paper. But right. how important is that for your team to understand, you know, how to communicate with everybody? Well, you're not going to grow as fast or even grow to the length of size that you desire to grow, right, without understanding that, the way to communicate with different people. Now, a lot of people, um, I know they use the, um, you know, astrology, right? What's your sign, mm -hmm. right? So that person's sign, you can link it to some type of character trait. And so you kind of yeah. understand generally the way people mm -hmm. are. I really don't, I don't go into that. But what I will say is, is I do go into understanding based upon past experiences, how to communicate with that person. Is it via text message or do we have some type of discussion? Uh, I won't say like argument, but we have a discussion or a discrepancy. Mm -hmm. And then do I need to give them space for a day? And they mm -hmm. come back and they're fine and we talk it out and we, you know, they just need time to process. There's other people that if I don't hit them within five to 10 minutes after whatever a discussion or said, however, whatever, they feel a certain type of way. They feel they were abandoned. Mm -hmm. They feel that you don't care about them, that you obviously this wasn't even on your mind and it could be further from the truth. And so just breaking down and starting to understand the way people communicate, the way to talk to them. Um, the way to respond, my body language as well, right? Mm -hmm. So the nonverbal cues whenever I'm talking to people, all these things go into effect because people respond differently. And so that's helped me to be able to build a team, but I just continue to nurture that. And so you can grow, you know, at a, to a higher level. And then not only that, you can get to a deeper relationship with the guys that you already talked to, the guys you already have. Man, I love that. And even taking a step further, you know, we read a book recently called UOU by Eric Thomas. And something that he spoke heavily on in that book is learning people's not only their love language, how to communicate with them, but also their personality type. And so, man, the way he broke it down in the book makes so much sense. So he broke it down uh, and you'll have to pick up the book to to fully like, you know, what I'm saying understand it. And I, I think he even has a free personality test that you look if you look it up online. Yeah, you can kind of understand like uh, where you stand um from the personalities that they created so they they talk about like yo when you when you're on the plane right so when you're on the plane you got different people that have different roles right so you got the person that's the pilot you got the uh, flight attendant you got the people on the ground that's the ground control crew you got the people on the towers and so it, it's really amazing because the way he broke it down is like each personality has a role and they all work together to get the plane to the destination safely right so highly recommend that you guys whether you're in a relationship partnership if you got a team um even if you're the leader of the team or you're not the leader of the team highly highly recommend that you guys do like personality tests um, learn, like Jeremiah is saying, the, the love languages and even how everybody likes to communicate with each other because, man, that's only going to help you build a strong foundation to have a successful partnership team uh, or whatever the case is, even if, man, you can apply this to sports as well. Most definitely. Most definitely. Yep. Absolutely. Disc so, assessment, man. Last word yeah, I'll say yeah. is a uh, disc assessment. If you know what that is, any of you that's been in an organization, you've taken one. 
right? Yeah. Risk assessment. I think it's uh, Bristol Myers is one of the companies that has it. You can investigate, just go online, take a risk assessment. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just mentioned sports. So speaking of sports, um, huge, huge news just came out last week. And for some of you guys are not into sports, don't worry. We're not going to get too deep into it. But uh, Lionel Messi, soccer star, uh, probably one of the most coveted free agents of this time right now, went ahead and picked Miami as his next destination where he's going to be playing at. Now, stay with me. I'm going to give you guys some information and some background about uh, Messi, if you guys don't know too much about him. So he's a soccer player from Argentina, and at this stage of his career, he's probably considered the best soccer player of all time. Arguably, people will argue that um, he just recently won his first World Cup and that pretty much solidified as him as, as the best ever. And so he was in a position after the World Cup to stay with his current team, go back to his old team, which was Barcelona, and also sign with a team in Saudi Arabia. Uh, but the crazy thing is, so he turned down Barcelona because he had heard that um, the team, in order to get him, they needed to cut players, they needed to cut salaries. And he was like, I'm not trying to be a part of any of that, so I'm not going there. And then Saudi Arabia, you know, they offered him over a billion dollars over, over the course of his contract. And he turned that down as well to go to play for uh, Miami, right? So uh, pretty crazy, right? It, it, it's a pretty big deal especially in the sports world. But what we want to talk about is the impact that it's going to have on Miami's economy. Uh, I mean, I remember, you know, when David Beckham, I'm, I'm not sure what team he was on before, but when he came to the LA Galaxies, when he came to America, yeah. I mean, there was commercials. It was, it was crazy, right? It was a big deal. And yeah. you see players like LeBron James, when he comes to LA or when he goes to Miami, um, it, it's a big deal for the economy. So, yeah, bro, what are your thoughts about this? I have a couple things that I love to jump into, but what are you? What are your thoughts about all this? First and foremost, um, congratulations to Messi because it's a it's still a very very lucrative contract that he signed with Miami. So, congratulations mm -hmm. to him for doing that. But I mean, and I want to say this before we get into what it means to Miami. What it means to Messi is, and he understands marketing. Right. Mm -hmm. He turned down the billion over the, the several different years for Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia has links to, uh, you know, um, human war crimes, they call it, obviously not treating mm -hmm. people in the best manner. And so being connected to that cuts off your marketing, your marketability. Right. Like you would get that money, but that'd probably be it. So he realized, hey, if I come to Miami, not only am I getting a lucrative salary, you know, I'm also going to have the ability to get into the American market even deeper. Mm -hmm. Then to get to know me a little bit better, maybe for the people that have been sleeping on the rock that don't know me, right? And I can get a, maybe a bigger Nike deal, like all oh, whatever he's seeking mm -hmm. to get, he's going to be able to get it. And so I know that he'll make up that money and endorsements and probably supersede that. Now, what it means to Miami is obviously the same as when you had um, the big three, right? You had Le LeBron, Wade, and you had Bosch, you know, and, and the Heatles, right? And, and those guys were winning championships. Miami was on fire. You always had um, yacht purchases. I looked this up. It was crazy. Yacht purchases during that time period went up like 67%. Everyone wow. wants to be in Miami. Um, wow. Real estate purchases on Star Island, you had yeah. an additional, it was like $800,000 additional that was added to home prices. 
um, living in that area, mm-hmm. restaurant prices, everything. There was just money that was moving around lucratively, nightclubs, everything, right? The stars, you always had rappers and stuff that always wanted to be there in Miami. Um, I was living down there during that time period, and I can just tell you that it, it was an wow. extreme influx of income from Miami. Um, wow. During that time period, they redid, they revamped their downtown. Mm. Uh, this was like 2011, 2012. They started revamping their downtown, had a huge project towards the center of the downtown because Bayshore and everything was always nice. Revamped that stuff. Money was coming in. And so what you can start to see with Messi is I believe you're going to see almost like the second coming of that. Oh, Soccer is the number one sport in the world. Um, yeah. It's not big here in the United States because we have our own sports, right? And so this is kind of like the last frontier, right? Like the last, they're the kind of pioneer. Soccer, soccer's here, but it, it's still not right mm-hmm. to the level of baseball, football, and basketball. 100%. And so now what you're going to start to see is it's uh, messy fever. And I think it's going to take over. I believe Miami is probably going to see an influx of, of cash again. It's going to be, it, it'll be crazy because you have to think about the international appeal, Um you know, the various different types of people, celebrity stars, different soccer players that want to come in, um, exhibition exhibition ma- matches that will be set up with maybe Manchester or someone else from a different form, Barca mm-hmm. or something, right? So there's money that's going to be just coming in, and it's going to be – I think it's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, no, 100%, I agree. And the crazy part is, so he's going to go play for Miami, and the owner of Miami, we just mentioned him, is David Beckham. So – Yep. I mean, come on, like there, I'm already, I'm sure there's conversations of him maybe being part owner of the team sure. or another team. Sure. And um, you mentioned LeBron James in the Miami Heat. It's crazy because I was doing a little research. When he went to LA, he, there, there was a study that showed that LeBron James moved to LA, created over 3,000 jobs and brought in over $29 million in state income tax. And that was the projection when he had just got to L.A. So, you know, with the movies that he's done and probably a lot more jobs. But like Jeremiah is saying, mm-hmm. um, soccer is 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 the world's number one sport. Football, soccer, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think this, this is going to have a huge impact on Miami's economy. I was also looking up L.A. or, or whatever cities that LeBron James had went to, whether it was L.A., whether it was Cleveland, Miami, or back to Cleveland, um, the restaurants one mile of the city, the restaurants, the bars, and the businesses one mile of the city that he played in, of the arena, they grew by at least 13% while he was there. There it is. At least. At least. There it is. Now, comparable, right? Um, LeBron and Messi, I mean, honestly... If you go some places, people know Messi and they don't know LeBron, right? So it maybe it's, but the same same way, vice versa, right? So very comparable numbers. I think those numbers are great that you gave those stats because it's very comparable. Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. And the craziest thing is like something's on a smaller level. Before Messi signed with the team officially, the tickets for the Miami soccer team they were like twenty nine dollars or something like that. And immediately when he announced it. They the resellers shot up to like four hundred and sixty seven dollars, like for nosebleeds minimum, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, crazy tourism's gonna definitely go up. I mean, I can only imagine Messi fans are gonna want to go to Miami to see him, or if he were to come to one of these big cities like Dallas, New York, L.A., people are gonna that game's gonna be sold out, hands down. Most definitely, yeah. 
because you know you don't know how long he's going to stay there, right? I mean, he's 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 older as well, so you yeah, got to understand yeah, yeah. that. You don't know yeah. how many years you're going to be able to get this. So you know, mm-hmm. when, when he comes to your city, you definitely want to make sure that you take advantage of it. Yeah, yeah, that's what they. Uh, that's what a lot of you know uh, great U- European players or players from you know different countries they they make a lot of money in in Europe and. Uh, then when they're older and they don't have much left, they come to America and make even more money. <laughs> That's how they do it. We got to uh, try to figure out how to get on the other side of that and have them here in the early stages of their career. The thing is, though, like we said, soccer or football just doesn't—it doesn't have the pool. It doesn't have the yeah. appeal over here like it does everywhere else. So, a hundred percent. I think there, and I think there's a pride thing that goes along with it. Like it's almost like. If you have, if you spend the majority of your career in America in the MLS, and then you go to Europe, it's like you're you're doing it backwards, bro. Like you're you're not that good, you know. I can definitely see how people. I mean, I mean, we could, right? I mean, we used to say that about basketball as well, right? The guys would be in Europe, they they go pro at 15, True. 16 years old, and then they'd come over here to the NBA. But True. we don't do that anymore. You know, and so I think maybe we could shift that. It would take a yeah. conscientious effort of people coming over here first and us making sure that they know that they're the top or however, whatever. Like like I said, maybe exhibition games with Barca or uh, Madrid, mm-hmm. right? And things like that. But you, you, you it could be done. It, it's yeah. basketball's changed. So it, it's, yeah. it can, it's possible. I'll say that. I don't know. If I think our time. I, yeah, I was going to say, I think our time's definitely coming because if you look at the World Cup, the USA team were they favored to win? Probably not, but they were a damn good team, right? So they're yeah. only a, a young team, and they're only going to get better. So I can definitely see how we can we can shift it around. For sure. Yep. And we're going to shift into our next topic. Speaking about Robinhood, is set to delist a couple different major crypto tokens from their platform. They're they're set to delist uh, Cardano. Polygon, Solana. Uh, was there another one? I think that was it. I think it was XRP. XRP, yes. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, with that being said, they're looking to remove them um, because after Securities and Exchange Commission deemed them as unregistered securities. And uh, what's what the crazy part about this is so they're going to be delisted from Robinhood on June 27th. And if you are invested, this is really important. I've seen this. I didn't even know this. If you are invested in any of these coins, again, um, Cardano, Polygon, Solana, XRP, if you're invested in any of these um, and it's in your Robinhood account on June 27th, those assets are are automatically going to be sold on the market. So if you bought them... I, I don't know what they, you know, at one point, let's just say, I think Solana was maybe at 150 at one point. It's probably yeah. like at $30. I'm not sure the exact price is down right now, but yeah. nonetheless, you probably would take a loss on that uh, coin if you were if sure. you were to sell it on June 27th. I mean, I think even with this announcement, they're down even more. So I say all that to say, if you have any tokens, any crypto on Robinhood, this is not financial advice, but personally, I would suggest that I would take these coins off and put them on a physical wallet or find you a different wallet aside from Robinhood. You know, Robinhood does not have the the best history with, you know, uh, when there's a lot of people using them, it tends to sometimes it tends to shut down. 
um customer yep. service is terrible so if i were in your position i would take off anything from that platform and put it somewhere else not financial advice though i mean i'm i'm in a position to give you the financial advice we'll, we'll say that we're not giving you that i'm going to tell you what i'm going to do right <laughs> um if i had i don't have robin hood because i elsewhere and this isn't a plug for people's platforms right but um mm -hmm. I would, yeah, I would be moving that, right? I'd be moving all of my assets out of there that I had that were going to be delisted and put them into another wallet because you need to have access to it. And you don't want to get, come on, let's be honest. You don't want your crypto short sold. That's what's basically no. going to happen, right? No. It's, it's going on discount, they're short selling it. And so that's yeah. what you're, I mean, and you get whatever's left out of that. And you may have wanted to actually hang on to the asset value, right? Whatever, however many you had, you had 100, 300, maybe, you know, you didn't want the cash. You wanted mm -hmm. to hang on to them. You believed in it. Um, I see so many guys yeah. that I talked to, right? And it's crazy that they pick these specific ones because when you do the tokenomics, right, which is actually going in and studying the tokens, what's their utility rate, like ROI, all that, right? The same stuff that you got that people do for stocks. So you do that for the, for the tokens. You see that, man, these are actually very very strong tokens mm -hmm. xrp was said to be you know one of the biggest uh, you know people were just waiting on some stuff that was going on but it, people were yeah. just waiting on it because tokens are you know there's a difference between coins tokens people need to understand that as well coins have their own uh on as far as actually on the chain right they have their own versus a, a token is just part of one and what does that mean Anytime that you have to trade a crypto, uh, crypto token, right, and you have to use some other type of form or form of crypto in order to mm -hmm. exchange or trade that, it's not, yep. it's not on its own, on, on, it's not on its own blockchain uh, right, network, right. right? And so just understand that difference as well. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm like you, Chris. Take it out, put it into something else. Get you one of the physical ones. Keep it in lock, can keep it in a safe. Right. Those are always good or uh, move it over into a wallet that you have access to. Yeah. And again, if if I was in your position, even if I had stocks on there, I would take those off and put them somewhere else. Because, again, Robinhood, it, it's just it's it, I think it's phenomenal for people if they want to do, you know, some quick transactions and good entry app. But, um, you know, if you're holding sure. it for the long term, you know, I, I would definitely say that I would take my uh, investments off that platform but um i mentioned that these crypto these crypto assets are unregistered securities could you break down for the audience what that means um exactly yeah so usually right anytime that you decide that you want to delve into security securities are what stocks right mutual mm -hmm. funds uh money markets CDs, things like that right there, but basically equities or stocks Anytime that you deal with that and you want to buy something or exchange or delve inside of that. Now, obviously, we have Fidelity, TD, and a whole bunch of other self-directed items, right? But usually mm -hmm. you sit down with the broker or you sit down with someone that is licensed in securities, right? And those stocks that you're going to buy, they're registered on as a part of the SEC. And so there's certain laws and certain rules and regulations that they have to adhere to. They can't just you know, do business in any type of manner. They can't sell them any way that they want to. They have to adhere to hours, right, within the New York mm -hmm. Stock Exchange. And so those are registered securities.
properties. It's registered, right? And so in order to handle in those and sell those, usually if you're dealing with the brokerage and stuff like that, you have to have a license or accreditation. Now, mm -hmm. unregistered is, well, now crypto, right? They have no, basically there's no rules. There's no laws that are set to it. And so how are you, if we're going to focus in and figure out um, if something happens, is there any security? Is there anything that's actually going to be able to help you to keep it right justified or guaranteed that you're going to get your money back or that someone is there to make sure that you know things that happen like with the um, with ftx that, they, that it doesn't mm -hmm. happen again right these are the type of things that you need to think about when they say unregistered securities they're saying hey there's no backing for this and it is a security yeah 100 percent. so i just wanted to bring up real quick so last year june 27th 2022 um, this is only for Solana. You can do your own research and, and see the prices and whatnot. But it was at $38.46 one year ago. Uh, within the last hour, it's now at $15.24. So, again, yep. if I, I don't know when you guys bought it, but we would highly suggest that you would take it off there and, you know, do what you please. If not, you're probably going to uh, uh, lose it and, you know, it's going to be at a loss. So. Uh, with that being said, I think that's all we got for today. Did you have anything else for the people out there? No, man. Just want to make sure that everybody um, has shared this with at least three to five people, guys. Like Chris said at the yeah. beginning of the broadcast, mm -hmm. we want to make sure that you guys know that this information is pertinent. We want to make sure we're providing value. If you caught value today, go ahead and share with three to five people. And make sure in the comments, if you're watching this, post us recording it, right? Because you're watching this Wealth Wednesday. Go ahead and post in the comments. We'll go there mm -hmm. and see. Maybe some of the issues or something that you would like posted and like us to talk about. So we appreciate everybody that's watching. And yeah, that's it, man. That's all I got. Love, love. That's it. That's it. And with that being said, you guys can follow us on Instagram at Latin Wealth. Like Jeremiah said, go ahead and share this episode with somebody else that needs to be up to speed on crypto. Um, again, look out for what's the date? It's June 27th. It's June 27th. Right now, when this episode you'll be hearing, this is on June 15th. You got a couple weeks to figure that out. Share this with friends and family. With that being said, it's your boy, Chris. Catch you guys next week. Peace.